Welcome to the Rediscover You podcast, hosted by Melissa Fernandez. Rediscover You is a show all about relationships, breakups, health, money, life, and more. Melissa is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, author, and relationship expert who will be bringing you a new message each week, plus interviews with conscious leaders from around the world. So let's get ready to dive into this episode of Rediscover You. Here's your host, Melissa Fernandez. Hello, my superstar lovers, and welcome back to another episode of the Rediscover You podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Fernandez, and just a quick episode today because I want to talk about something that I got reminded about last week when a friend asked me a question, and honestly, this is something that has changed my relationships, and it's how I manage conflict. It's how I communicate when it comes towards conflict. Even when I say the word conflict, how is it making you feel? Is it bringing negative emotions? Is it bringing positive emotions? Because if it's bringing you a negative emotions, then definitely this episode is for you because let's nail this in the butt. Let's flip it around on how you look at conflict because the way that I see conflict now is that conflict is great. Conflict is opportunity. Conflict is opportunity for growth, but it's how we manage the conflict. It's how we have those conversations. How do we communicate when conflict arises? And most importantly, it's about nailing the conflict in the butt when it happens and not holding on to something for months, years, and then it builds up and builds up because something else happens and we haven't talked about it. Something else happens and we haven't talked about it. Something else happens and we haven't talked about it. We've just suppressed and suppressed and suppressed until it just goes boom and it all comes out and causes this massive fight between you and your partner or friends because conflict is all around us and relationships, doesn't matter if it's with a loved one, it's relationships with family, friends, work colleagues and all that jazz. So let's jump into this because I have a lot to share with you when it comes towards managing conflict and how we can have the conversation. So last week, I had someone come to me with some issues they were having with their husband, their long-term husband that they've been with for like over 15 plus years. And it was issues that she was holding onto for months. But firstly, as I am, I'm not one to sit there and validate and bitch and say, F him, F that, can't believe he did this, can't believe he did that. No, I listened and then I turned around and I said, how can I help? What can I do? And in that situation, it was kind of like, oh, I don't really know how you can help or what you can do. It was kind of just, I needed to just let this off my chest and just talk about it. And when that happens, that's totally cool, you know, because we are allowed to vent. And so we should vent. Venting is really important. But when it comes towards venting, here's the difference, my friends. Let's look at venting in this category. There are two ways to vent. 
One, venting to let it go and it's gone. The other one is venting to then put on your action list to make things change. So in this situation, when I was chatting to my friend and she was letting all this stuff out, this is stuff that has been going on for years. It's been going on for back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's a similar vent with the same issues, but just shown in different events that have happened. But it's a common trend of the similar situation that is going on that's creating this vent. Firstly, I need to add this in here because it's really important. When you want to vent to a friend, please ask them, hey, can I please have a vent? It's really important for the other person as well to mentally prepare themselves to mentally guard themselves and put a shield on because they've also got to protect their energy. Of course, they can listen to you. You know, that's what friends are for. But it's making sure it's the right time to vent to your friends as well because at the end of the day, people have shit going on as well. People have their own issues and we've got to also respect that. So when you have a vent, ask your friend, is it okay if I have a vent? And they, of course, they're going to go, of course, right? And now that opens up the space, they're mentally prepared for the vent. And then you can just go, blah, (laughs) and let everything out as the receiver who's listening to your friend vent. If it is the same vent that they have already vented over and over and over again about, this is where you now have permission to say, hey, how can I help in this situation? Hey, what can I do in this situation? Because it sounds like you are venting about something that you've already vented about before. Now, is this something you're going to change and put on your action list? Or is this a vent that you're letting out and it's done? And let them think about that. Because it's like, okay, if this is a vent and now it's done, that means it's done. You can't come back to me again and vent about the same issues. Because it means you're not doing anything about it. But if it's a vent that's going to go on your action list, then let's come up with ideas and tips together and strategize on how we could help together in this situation. But at the end of the day, it's always a conversation that will need to happen with the other person if there's two people involved to move forward on this. So this was a vent that I'd repeated over and over again. And it's now a vent that needs to go on that action list for things to change. Because in order for something to change, my friends, we need to change something in ourselves first, right? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. No, we've got to change things in us first. We have to take 100% responsibility in this area When we feel that things aren't working out, when things aren't getting communicated the way that we are wanting them to get communicated, we can't blame other people in situations. We have to really just take different approaches. And there are so many different approaches of things. It's just learning new skills and new ways to do things. So basically how this unfolded was we were talking about the issues that was getting repeated over and over again. And I said, have you spoken to your husband about this? Because this is a conversation you've got to have with your husband, not me. And the answer was, no, I haven't. Because every time I try and speak to my husband, he never listens or he just brushes it off and it's not important. And I said, have you changed your approach? 
And the answer was no. I said, have you booked an appointment? And the answer was no. Woo, I know you're like thinking like, whoa, book appointment, what does that mean? So let me share with you, my friends, something that has really shifted the way I communicate in relationships. And it's from this amazing book called Getting the Love You Want. Getting the Love You Want is all about different ways of communicating. It gives you tools on communications for you and your partner to really get that love that you want. Because at the end of the day, it will always come down to communication, how you communicate and how the other one receives that as well. So the style which they talk about in the book is called the Imago Dialogue. I-M-A-G-O dialogue. So if you want to Google it, go have a look. I really recommend getting the book, getting the love you want. And in this dialogue, it's all about listening to one another and really just feeling heard. It's about understanding what's happened in that situation. It's about really getting to break through that conflict. Because if you don't have these chats, that's where conflict builds up. And it turns into something of a bigger deal if it's not addressed. So my friend who was addressing all these issues that she had, I asked her, how long have you been holding on to this? And it was events that had happened in like November. I was like, wow, you've been holding on to something since November. Like that's going to build up and something else is going to happen and something else is going to happen. Some people hold on to things for years So let's really practice this amazing technique, this amazing dialogue to really take things to the next level because I promise you, my friends, it's really something that has helped me, especially Reese and I, when it comes towards communication. And feel free to share this episode with your friends as well because it's all about learning this technique together. That's where the importance comes from it. And you can always be like, hey, you know what? I'm learning something really cool. I just want to really work on growing our relationship because I love how we are, but I know there's always room for improvement and I want things to always just keep growing because if we're not growing, we're dying, right? So let's keep growing the relationship. And this is one area that I definitely feel like we can improve on is how we communicate how we talk about things so things don't build up because I know for me, I get really bad sometimes of just holding things in and I want to get better at really letting them out and this is what I've just learned to be able to let it out. So I'm going to share that episode with you so you can have a listen about how this style is done. So step number one, my friends, is booking an appointment. Book the appointment! This is really important because you don't want to try and speak to your loved one or partner or your friend, your work colleague when it's not the right time. Like to give you an example, Reese, come nine o'clock, he is so tired. He does not want to talk about anything. So for me, I know that's not a good time to talk to him. I wouldn't be like talking about stuff that I've held on to at that time because it's not going to be received well. So it's about finding the right time for both of you to have the discussion. So let's say Reese comes home from work and I'm like, hey babe, can I book an appointment with you? Is now a good time to chat? And he can either be like, yes or no. And it's quite a light way to make things happen as well. You know, he knows when I say, can we book an appointment? 
it's like something that I want to let off my chest, something I want to chat about. So he knows that already that that's important without using the words like, we need to talk. As soon as you say, we need to talk, it's like, uh oh, defense mechanisms go up. Uh oh, I'm in trouble. I've done something wrong. <laughs> so it's like, can we book an appointment? So he's like, okay, she's got something on her chest. She wants to let out. And that sets the intention right away. So he'll be like, yeah, babe, I'm free now. Like now's a good time to chat. Awesome. Now, step number two, my friends, is that there's a, it's a sender and a receiver. So the sender and receiver, that means that one person is expressing how they're feeling. So I am the sender. So I've one that wants to book the appointment because I've got something on my chest. Let's say Reese came home from work and in the morning, I had to rush off and I asked him if he could make the bed and he knows how important it is for me for him to make the bed because if it's not made, I feel kind of anxious when the bed's not made. So let's say he comes home and I came home because I left before him in the morning and the bed wasn't made. And when I saw the bed, it made me feel really upset. So I say to him, babe, you know, this morning when I asked you to make the bed, and I came home in the afternoon and the bed wasn't made. It just made me feel really anxious. And it just made me feel like you didn't care about how I feel when the bed's not made. Because it's really important for me to have the bed made. And he would just listen Rather than, you know, projecting or saying things, he would just listen to what I was saying and then he would mirror back what I said. Not saying things that's in his head, it's mirroring back what I say. So he'd be like, okay, let me see if I got this, babe. When you came home from work, you saw that I didn't make the bed and it made you feel anxious and it's really important for you to have the bed made, right? So now he's reflecting on that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, babe, that, that's, that is what I said. And then the key question is, is there more? Is there more? Because sometimes there is more. And this conversation is opening up to chat about more things that hasn't been discussed. If I say, no, no, there isn't more, then we'll keep going on with it, which is the next step, which is step three, which is all about validating. Validating the person. This lets the person know that they matter. This lets the person know that they're important. So validating them, letting them know they've been heard, letting them know that they've been seen. So how to validate is that you can say, you make sense to me because... Or you can say, that makes sense to me because I can see dot, dot, dot. You don't have to fully agree with the person. Like, for example, it may not be important for Reese to make the bed. It is important for Reese to make the bed, by the way. I'm just using this as an example. But it may not be important for Reese to make the bed. He may not understand how or why it makes me feel anxious, but he can just validate and make sure I'm seen and make sure I'm heard when I'm expressing that this is how it makes me feel. So he can say, that makes sense. I can see where you feel anxious when the bed isn't made. 
or you make sense to me because I understand that the bed wasn't made this morning when you asked me to make it. So this is just validating it. And that is step number three in the Amago dialogue. So it's booking the appointment. Step two is the sender and the receiver where you make the people feel like you're listening to them. You're making them feel heard. You mirror and you reflect. And then step number three is validating. Now it's time to wrap it up with step number four, which is empathize. The final step, this is important to have that empathy. Again, if you are the receiver and you may not fully understand or have empathy towards it, just imagine, put yourself in their shoes so you can just have a bit of an understanding of what they may be feeling. So if I was Reese and he was listening to me talk about how I'm feeling upset, how I'm feeling anxious because the bed wasn't made when I asked him to make the bed, he would then put himself in my shoes and be like, okay, how is Mel feeling in this situation right now? And that will help have a better understanding on how to empathize. But if you still don't get it, and you still don't understand how that person is feeling, you can still have empathy, you can still emphasize with a person by saying things like, I can imagine you might be feeling, and then add it in. So Reese would be like, I can imagine, babe, that you might be feeling anxious because the bed wasn't made. Or is that how you feel, right? So he can be like, is that how you feel? Let me just get this right. That is it this how you feel that you're anxious and you're upset because the bed wasn't made? And it's like, yeah, babe, like that is how I feel. Like I am feeling, you know, upset and anxious that the bed wasn't made. And that's it. Like that's all you can do. You don't have to come up with a solution. You don't have to come up, you know, like I know men, you love to solve the solutions. <laughs> you know, you don't have to come up with something to solve the problem. It's just about listening to the sender and one being the receiver. And when you have finished all of those steps, the step one, book the appointment, step two, send and receive step three, validating, and step four, emphasizing, you can now flip it over and then it becomes the receiver's turn to be the sender. And that is a different tool on how to communicate, my friends. Honestly, this is something that has really changed the way that I look at communication, how I handle conflict when it comes towards relationships. Trust me, my friends, this process is incredible. When you can really get this and nail this, then you can really handle conflict in the butt when it happens. It's important to address it when it happens, not hold on to it. Like imagine if like a situation that had happened this morning and the bed wasn't made. And let's say that I held on to this for months, for months. And then I talk about it. It's kind of like they've forgotten about it, right? Like men are so simple. They don't hold on to things like how we do, but it's just about really nailing it in the butt when it happens and talking about it because conversations like this can really grow a relationship. Conversations like this can make you feel heard. They can make you feel understood. You can create better connections 
when you're having a discussion like this, rather than it heating up, blowing up, turning into a big fight over something so small, but it's big because it was something that was held on for ages and it blew up. This is a technique that can really help solve that conflict, help you manage that conflict and turn it around and turn conflict into opportunity and turn conflict into growth. I hope this makes sense, my beautiful lovers, and I really hope it's something that you take on board, but I really recommend going and grabbing that book, getting the love that you want, and learning about all these different ways to communicate because there are so many tools out there. And just remember that if something isn't working and you've been doing it over and over and over again, something must change. But you have to take 100% responsibility in changing something in yourself first to change the way things are happening. And don't forget, my lovers, to strip off those masks, to show up as you are, because the world needs you to be you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Rediscover You podcast. If you loved this show, then subscribe to it on iTunes and leave a five-star review. If you had an aha moment from this episode, then share the love with your friends. Screenshot this episode, send it to a friend, share it on your story, and make sure to tag Melissa on Instagram at TheMelFernandez. And if no one has told you lately, Melissa wants to remind you that you are enough.